Hi, I'm Fish on a Heater. And I'm DeFi 250 And this is PvP Corner, the PvP podcast that went on a perfect 18-0 run. DeFi, how you doing in PvP? I'm doing well. I have, sir, my ELO. My okay. starting ELO. I'm going to bring this up. Because after the episode, I was I was uh, list, I was like doing my my cutting my editing that I do before I send the files off to Chris, and I listened back. I'm like 2021 or 2012 or something, whatever I said. 2012. Like that's, it was 2012. Yeah, 2012. Way too low. So I messaged DeFi afterwards to say like uh, I'm gonna adjust my my guess to 2112 because that sounds much much more reasonable. And DeFi was like, no 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 no. Um, you've made your guess. It's committed to, you know, uh, podcast, the, the, uh, the law of the podcast now. It can't be changed. You can't tell me something different off air and have it count. So I'm going to, I'm going to submit it to you again. Can my official guess be 2112? All right. And what's the plus or minus on that? Oh, uh, as in what happens if I'm within the plus or minus? I mean, just... How far? Like, do you think you're within like 50 up or down? Do you think yeah, you're within yeah, 20? 50 sounds, uh, 50 sounds pretty good. Fine. You can I'll have 2112 because you're not within 50 up or down. <laughs> you're not even within 100 up or down. I debuted at 2213. 2213. That's amazing. I mean, and I'm glad I adjusted my bet because in that, like, with that said, 2012 sounds pretty insulting. <laughs> um no i'm really happy for you yeah and then i went ahead and lost 200 points (laughs) (laughs) i was doing so well and then i stopped um i was actually i had almost gained them all back Mm. i was at like just today i was at like 21 like 75 like i was i had almost gained them all back and then i got an 05 so i think I I had a really bad set and one game I was going to win and then Misty did something like I looked away (laughs) and I was like, I needed to shield that. Like I had like, so I'm at 2100, I'm at 2104. So I've regained a bit, um, but I still have a little bit more to go. Just not, I'm not vibing as much in open great league as I was hoping. I'm running a team. I believe I picked it up somewhere in BTW. Uh, Alolan Ninetales with Powder Snow, Metacham, and Superior. Because Superior seems like a fun new something to try mm, out. Yeah, it's uh, it's taking hold of the meta. It was first used notably by Hot Pocket, wasn't it, in the Pittsburgh Regional Championship. And it's really good because like, it's one of the most balanced Pokemon between offensive and defensive power. Like, it's really rare to get something that's that bulky but can still provide some real shield pressure. I agree. So I have the rank one, so I wanted to use it uh, just because I can. Mm-hmm. And I just like it's the team for me has been very hit or miss. Like I'll have like a bunch of really good sets and then an 05 <laughs> and I yeah. just slide right back down, which is the frustrating thing about the open great league. <laughs> Uh, or any any GB actually it's GBL in general. Just it's, frustrating, it's just the frustrating thing about GBL. Yeah, I have kind of clicked on what my problem is with Open Great League in like blind threes anyway, which is I always seem to I don't know what it is about the way I play 
or the teams that I construct. But I feel like it is so, so common for me to get to Pokemon number three. Like it's one versus one, mano we mano. <laughs> and their last Pokemon happens to be an incredibly hard wall to my last Pokemon. And it happens so often, and I don't know what it is. Now, it is one of those things, again, I take this from the poker scene that I work in so much. Like, so many people say, like, oh, I hate pocket jacks, which is, like, two two jacks in my hand, um, because, like, a starting hand of, of two jacks, because they feel like they lose more than they win. Statistically, that cannot be the case, but it sticks out in your mind so much more when they do lose that it just feels like they're losing more than they're winning. And I feel like that's the same in GBL. It's quite possible that I'm not getting hard counted in the back as much as I think I am. It just feels like it because when it happens, it hurts. And it's it's like, well, there's another loss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, we, We tend to have a negative bias. Uh, with most things <laughs> like I've, I've heard that said uh, I've heard that uh, I've read that a lot how humans tend to have a negative bias and so the negative things tend to stand out a little more than the positive things I would tend to agree <laughs> with that, that that we tend to remember um, the ne- which is a shame because so many good things happen in life that right? it's a shame to not have the positive stick out as much Speaking of, I uh, <laughs> kind of what well, you, you judge whether this is a positive or a negative thing. I was playing Psychic Cup for a week and a half, and I mentioned last week that I climbed four hundred points in the first few days and then plateaued. Uh, I and I mentioned that the peak that I'd gotten to during that time was twenty six twenty nine. Uh, so the GBO leaderboards were released between the last episode and this and the 500th placed person was at an elo of 26 11. so i had enough points at one stage to put me on the go battle league leaderboards for the first time and yet by the time the site was updated i had dropped out of it now i eventually found my rhythm again and i built my way up to an elo of 2650 uh 26 actually was my peak and when that happened like you you have no idea how excited i got at the thought of finally being on the leader like this gbl was something i used to disrespect like uh, because i was such a such a sylph diehard i always used to be like no 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 that's the real pvp gbl is just you know your your quick fix yeah um just something you can do you know while you're waiting at the doctor's office it's not it's not real pvp but that all changed when i thought i was doing good at it (laughs) so (laughs) um, i was checking that gbl leaderboard page every few hours waiting for it to update for some reason it's meant to update every day for some reason it got to three days, it got to four days, the site wouldn't update. And then on day five, I crashed and burned. Oh, I lost 100 no. points. And I'm like, okay, I'll just make it back and get back on that leaderboard again. Then I lost another like 90 points. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm going to just play Great League. <laughs> so 
uh, and it's not the first time it's happened. It's, there's been about three times now that I've had enough points to get me on the leaderboard, but the site just the site's against me, DeFi. <laughs> it just will not update. It just waits for me to crash out again, and then it updates. What would be the poker term for that? Like the dealers, like they're Ooh. the deck stacked against you. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're just running bad uh, on a cooler. That's uh, just, just like we have the term heater in poker. We've got uh, cooler as well, which is the opposite. That makes sense. All right. Well, I'm. It's cool that you had enough points. Like you would have been yeah. on it. I think. I think there were quite a few people kind of refreshing. Like, why isn't this updating? Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think you were the only one in that spot. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe we just crashed the site. Exactly. Just everybody <laughs> trying to update it all at the same time. <laughs> Everyone thinks they're on the leaderboard. All right. Well, that's it. Great League and Psychic Cup are exiting and entering in are going to be Ultra League and the Sunshine Cup. Sunshine Cup is a Great League Cup where normal fire, grass, and ground types are allowed, but Charizard is banned because it would be busted. (laughs) And at the top, we have Pidgeot coming in at number one and XL Rufflet. Rufflet. Yeah. Wing Attack, Brave Bird, Aerial Ace coming in at number two. Then we have Shadow and Regular Gligar, Vigoroth, Double, Victini, Shadow and Regular, Obama Snow, Gliscor, XL Staravia running that same moveset of Wing Attack, Brave Bird, and Aerial Ace. That can be both Shadow and Regular. Followed up by Noctowl and Swallow. So lots and lots and lots of flyers and not really a whole lot to counter them there is uh so i see this obama snow in the top 10 that's a reasonable flying counter but um being that grass type as well it can't really stand up to a sky attack or especially a brave bird and especially the shadow version as well where in some cases you can get farmed down by wing attacks as well so it's dangerous you lose the ones against Pidgeot as a bomber snow. Yeah, there you go. Um, so that would be like shielding the first weather ball, getting off a feather dance rat, and then being able to take the second weather ball, I imagine. I believe so. And I suspect as the shadow, you wouldn't even be able to just tank the feather dance. You'd have to shield. Otherwise, they'd be able to wing attack you down. I'm in PV poke right now, and it looks like the regular Obama snow actually loses a little bit harder than the shadow does. Um, but they they both lose. They both <laughs> they both lose. So taking a look at the things that really hard counter like Pidgeot, you have Piloswine that is a really good hard counter running Powder Snow. Hisuian Electrode is also another very good counter. Uh, Galarian Stunfisk seems to be allowed and is all, would qualify as a good counter as well. Uh, we also have Meg Cargo as a fine counter as well those things do those pokemon tend to do really really well against pidgeot specifically uh i'll have That's to take it. a look yeah um otherwise you're going to be relying on i think gligar is going to be really just extremely popular because it take it can win against all those other flyers however it does lose pretty hard to both shadow and regular obama snow so that's kind of the trade-off what do you think about return glagar because 
Gligar wouldn't do particularly well against all the other flyers because it's it's main moves that we see in in Go. Battle oh, that's League right, Gligar. Um, that's right, Gligar will. The other flyers will beat Gligar. Yeah. However, um, Gligar uh, wins against like everything else. <laughs> Like your Nine right. Tails, your Vigoroth, your Double. Like Gligar does a lot better in those matchups. Sure, sure. that's that's where my brain went. <laughs> Again, like my brain is doing that like four oh four error, not found right now. <laughs> Looking at all the numbers. Yeah, numbers are hard. Numbers are different. It's math, fish. It's all yeah. math. After the Ultra League and Sunshine Cup, we have all the open leagues are in for one week october 6th to 13th and during that time we'll be having go battle weekend october 7th to 8th make sure you're free because there will be 20 sets per day yeah so the go battle weekend is going to be kind of your standard go battle weekend event for adventures abound you have your 100 battles uh, a free timed research to get the gita gloves uh, there'll also be a paid $1 research that expires. So remember, it expires. So you need to claim it before 11.59 p.m. local time that Sunday. So something to remember, because I know a lot of people have been burned by that paid time research. I just don't buy the paid time research. Okay. And then I'm in I'm in this great position where I don't have to worry about it. But yeah, otherwise, it's your standard Go Battle Weekend bonuses. And after that, from October 13th to 20th, it is the Great League and Sunshine Cup is coming back in. So that's, I don't think that's something we've had in the past where like a cup's been there, then gone away and then come back immediately after the next cup. No, I I think that's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Like the metal, like you'll take a break. Yeah. And then come back. Um, round two. I don't, round two. I don't know if the meta is going to change particularly much in the week that it'll be down. I'm still just really trying to think right now because we've had Sunshine Cup before and I don't really remember what I ran last time. Gligar and Gliscor were certainly quite different. Like all the flyers yeah. were quite different. So even though this is a meta we've seen before, I think it's going to be quite, you know, it's not really going to be recognizable as sunshine cup i i'm kind of expecting that vigoroth and pile of swine might be very meta defining because uh, pile of swine like you called out was like one of the best flying counters out there uh, but then you've got vigoroth that can counter the pile of swine pretty comfortably although i think um oh pile of swine might have win conditions there like maybe it beats Vigoroth in the ones with like a, a powder snow or two energy lead or something like that. I'm going to have to look that up later. Yeah, it's ranked pretty low in the meta overall. It beats oh, is that right? all like all your flyers it be, and it beats Diggersby, but it just loses so it loses really hard to Vigoroth Swampert. Um, and it in the ones at least it loses to things like Double, Obama Snow, Steelix, mm. but they're close. Like yeah. So a little bit, I think with the Steelix matchup in the ones, what does it say? Um, four turns of difference can flip it. So four turns is not all that many turns. Yes, yeah, that's two powder snows. Yeah, so that could flip that matchup. 
I also remember it being a really, really nice closer. So when shields are down, like if you can farm something down with Powder Snows, you can like close out a battle with that. Swampert, I think, might also be pretty popular just because it's such a good generalist. Yep. There's not a whole lot in the meta that directly counters Swampert. Um, taking a look, you'd run at Sludge Wave probably, so you could take on like the Obama Snows. You'd have a nuke move to hit it. And mm-hmm. then I think you can actually t- flip that matchup with the, in a cup, like, you you do a lot better. Like, you have a good chance of, like, coming around and getting the Obama Snow. Oh, you win. You can win the ones. And, oh, and against Obama. A regular, not the Shadow, but you can win the ones. That that surprises me because I would feel like an energy ball, like landing an energy ball would KO from either. Yeah. So I'm looking Shadow Swampert specifically wins the ones with 547, but six turns of difference can flip it. So Swampert builds up. I think you built it's dependent on if you can bait the sludge wave. Mm. So if they if they burn their last shield on the hydro cannon you throw like four more mud shots and throw the sludge wave and yeah KO. okay and i see what's going like the difference between that and the shadow is that the shadow can actually just go straight uh weather ball it doesn't have to build to an energy ball whereas the regular if it tries to just straight weather ball you then you will get to that sludge wave in the ones let me look at the regular swampert versus the shadow a bomber because maybe that undoes that whole thing like maybe the weather balls won't be enough yeah there you go so the uh regular swampert versus shadow or bomber snow landing the weather ball is not enough in the one shields it'll leave you with just enough hp to get off the sludge wave so maybe maybe regular swampert is the better way to go Ooh, i always love to hear that the more you know <laughs> this is this is the kind of thing that makes you better at pvp this kind of conversation and I'm getting better at PvP. Like, I'm all about learning and getting better and improving. So I hope that all of you listeners are doing that as well as you listen to us. All right. Are we ready to move on to the Play Pokemon section? We are. And this is where we get to reference our opener. We had the first ever 18-0 and sweep to win a regional in Curitiba, which is absolutely insane. Never dropped a single battle. Went you just constant 2-0-2-0-2-0-3, like, and never dropped the ball. Yeah. So this is a member of that GBL Lindos group. Um, this is Rarjefe, which is the way that I've heard it pronounced, Rarjefe. Uh, I believe it's a little bit closer. There was a stream, not on the official channel, but Copeg Pokemon put on a stream for the TCG Go and for the VGC. And it was really cool to see some different casters. Um, Thais, and I'm going to struggle with her last name, but um, Thais uh, Figuerero is was one of the casters, and she's part of Girls That PvP. She formerly wrote for the factions for LATAM. Uh, it was really, really cool. She's a big fan of Excadrill. So that was neat to see her cast. Also, another member of GBL Lindos uh, would be Oreo, was her co-caster. So it was so cool to see her cast. 
Um, I was able to catch a little bit of it. Again, not like the whole thing, but I was able to catch some of it. Um, I think though technical was doing a co-stream. So he was kind of watching it as well as the thing was happening. So very, very cool to see a historic 18 and 0 incredible showing from Rajafe and his team superior new meta <laughs> metacham pelipper shadow alolan sandslash swampert and umbreon to wrap it up so that was very very cool to see and just again a completely dominant performance a lot of people did get to walk away with a lot of championship points as well um second place was hgp 2306 got 160 points uh and then 130 points went to third and fourth and then fifth down which included a lot of recognizable names zardi paulino tad patrick e albany Though they all got 100 championship points as well. So really, really cool. Uh, Fish, is there anything that stands out to you with all of these Brazilian players and their teams? Yeah, a few things. So looking at our Jeffy's team, we've got the Pelipper there, which is a bit of an underrated Pokemon, I feel. It's being held back by the prominence of Lantern. Obviously, if you get the Pelipper locked in against an opposing Lantern, then you're in a world of trouble. Now, they've kind of counteracted that by bringing the Superior, which is a very, very hard Lantern counter. They've also got Swampert, which can beat the Lantern very comfortably if it's not running Water Gun. And they've got the Sandslash, which is kind of neutral into the Lantern, generally beats the Lantern, but is not as safe as, say, the Superior is. So there's, particularly with that Pelipper and Superior play, I feel like there's a lot of alignment going on. Uh, maybe there, I, I haven't watched the regionals, but I feel like potentially there might have been a lot of drawing out the Lantern uh, with with a Pelipper and then like farming it down with a, a superior or something like that. That's that's my guess. Another thing I noticed was that Paulinho Tard was running also the superior, but also the Shadow Dragonite, which Dodge was running in Pittsburgh, and is a really really highly rated charger on PV Poke now. So it's it's like third ranked third as a charger on PV Poke, which means. Uh, Pokemon that do well with an energy lead. If if you stack up energy on the, Sh the Shadow Dragonite, it can just run rampant. It's like, you know, Juggernaut from the X-Men. <laughs> if, if it gets up momentum, there is absolutely no stopping it. And then running a Greninja, which I'm shocked by because... It's a choice. It's a choice. It's a choice Greninja is, is a choice that you a person can make. It's a good Pokemon, but it's got so many weaknesses and very prominent ones at that, that it makes it so, so difficult to build a team around. It's weak to Metacham. It's weak to Lantern. 
it doesn't like any sort of fairy maybe like a powder snow alolan nine towers it would be able to handle but uh registeel is very difficult because you're just shielding every zap cannon it's going to be able to tank at least one hydro cannon maybe probably two and uh and just fire back those zap cannons which will one shot ko it's a very difficult pokemon uh superior as well which you know a lot of these teams every team by the look of it except for except for zardis has a grass on it and so the Greninja will be struggling with that as well. So, I mean, I'd love to see those battles. I will get around to it eventually. I am, I'm kind of going through, like I'm going through the Barcelona stream now and I'll get there eventually. I'm glad we have a week off, which you'll talk about in a sec, but we've got a, a week off of regionals uh, this week, which will potentially give me a chance to catch up and try and get updated once again. Yeah, one other team, one other person I really want to shout out is uh, Lindos, and then again, I'm sure I'm pronouncing this wrong, but Just Muniz. She was a battler on stream, and it was just—it's always really cool to see a woman in the top eight. And her kind of MVP here was the Frostlass, which was really <laughs> neat to see uh, as well, being in a female-only species. Andre also had it. A frost last on his team so uh, some again just something really interesting to note from the brazilian battlers as just a different choice uh lots of people bring in that shadow alolan sand slash there's four of them in the top eight mm-hmm. but frost last being just a different ice pick and i think it's actually got a lot of play in the current meta if people aren't as sold on lantern anymore i think frost last yeah. can potentially be really really good it also struggles with the steels. So Registeel and Alolan Sandslash are the, the big two steels at the moment. And uh, yeah, it, it does struggle with them. But, you know, an Alolan Sandslash can't tank two Shadow Balls. If you, like, Frostlass is definitely a Pokemon that can build up energy pretty easily. Because of that Powder Snow, it's able to farm down energy. It's able to build a few extra Powder Snows before firing the first charge move so that you can then get to the next one a little bit quicker against the next pokemon i did also see uh speaking of i mentioned the barcelona stream i did see one particular battler and i'm sorry i've forgotten their name they used frostlass beautifully as a pivot when they lost the lead they switched into frostlass and drew out the opposing lickitung and the trainer that did this knew that frostlass can actually beat Lickitung in the zero shields with that situation so didn't bother shielding their frostlass at all but forced a shield out of their opponent in every battle that they did this and that meant that they were going into the rest of the battle even though they'd lost the lead they were going into the rest of the battle with a 2-1 shield advantage uh, which means while frostlass didn't you know get the ko itself it you know it worked well you know, as a team, it was part of, it was a good team player. It it got a shield off of the opponent, which kind of made the job a little easier for the other two Pokemon to knock them down. All right. Anything else? Or can we wrap up this last weekend in Curitiba, Brazil? I think I'm all talked out. So let's, let's see what we got coming up. We have Peoria on October 6th to the 8th. Registration is open. There are 68 participants registered for that so far sacramento in california is october 13th to 15th and that's also got 68 players 
Lille in France is October 21 to 22nd. Registration is open for that. Toronto in Canada is October 27th to 29th. Registration open. Gdansk in, what is that, Poland? Um, I believe so. Yes, it's, uh, sorry to anyone who's Polish that uh, <laughs> I might have offended there. It's no, no, November 25 to 26. And on the same weekend, we have Brisbane. Where's that? <laughs> <laughs> I love that delay. <laughs> Your brain catching up of like, uh, oh, yes, he's joking. Yes. Uh. He's joking, yes. Well, because I was looking at Lil and Lil currently has 100. Last I checked, Lil has about 128 players registered. The Europeans, they they are so good at registering for these tournaments. Americans, mm-hmm. North Americans, we got to step it up. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah. Brisbane, have you registered? It, registration I have. is open. Oh, my gosh. How many people are registered? So there are 34 players registered at the moment out of a possible 64. So we've only got a capacity of 64 for go. So there's only 30 spots left. If you are from Australia and looking to, uh, if you are in Queensland or you're looking to travel for one of these regionals, better get on it soon. There are only 30 spots left. And then again, like we mentioned, nothing going on this weekend. There is something going on. Every weekend of October, October is jam packed. And then November is pretty quiet. There'll be LAIC, which I did not list here, but LAIC takes place the weekend of November 17th to the 19th. And that'll obviously be a big tournament as well. But otherwise, November, it's just two weekends in November. uh, And then we're back off to the races again. (laughs) So October jam packed. I'm excited to cover it. Other things I'm excited to cover are our mailbag this week. We have a message from IMT Spoon talking about uh, the move return and talking about event spawns. Fish, do you want to go ahead and read it? So IMT Spoon says, Hi, DeFi and Fish. My question is regarding the charge move return. I've only seen it really played on Sableye. Are there any other Pokemon that I should keep that move on? I have a 100% Golduck. And Donfan, should I keep the return charge move or TM them away? Also, you did this one episode where you mentioned the relevant PvP Pokemon to keep during an event of that week, and it was really helpful. I think that you should continue that trend and do that for the weekly or season-long spawns every week. IVs to look out for on the Pokemon of the event and its moves, i.e. the current event Psychic Spectacular Metatite with the best IVs of 5.15.15. Could you also explain ELO and what happens after level 20? That's the highest I get to each season. And DeFi, may the leads be forever in your favor, is an excellent sign-off, and I hope you change your mind about it. Thanks for all you do. Until next time, Story, you can't steal that sign-off. I am Teaspoon. So there's a few points to go through. What should we attack first? Well, let's go ahead and start off with the ELO question. We actually talked about that quite a bit last week, so you can go back and listen to last week's episode of PvP Corner. Also, if you join the Discord server, it's a dollar every month. Giraffachu actually did a really good mathematical breakdown of the ELO system, and it involved a lot of numbers and words like <laughs> normal distribution was a phrase, and there's a picture with like different curves and formulas so that's something if you're really interested in the math i'm not as interested and well versed in the math 
in a way to explain it properly. However, if that's something you're interested in, join the Discord. Join the Discord because it's a good place and good vibes to be, and it's the best dollar you'll spend in a month. But that's something that we can shout out Giraffichu for going a little bit more in depth on that conversation about ELO uh, and how it works. I've always been like really into math, but a lot of it does go over my head. Like I uh, asked a question on Twitter recently about like, why, why do we, okay. Cause it was just something that occurred to me. I put out the question, why do we look so much at stat product and not just stat sum? Like we stat product is a number we get from multiplying the attack defense and HP of a Pokemon together. Um, why do we look at that number and not just adding them together? And a lot of people jumped into to answer that question and uh, I'll give a shout out to Vroom Vroom Power who answered it with like a lot of really dense math and like I I spent a good like half an hour reading through his comments like wanting to try and understand <laughs> what all the math meant and and not really getting it but like enjoying the challenge of trying to get my head around all of it. All right. So then the question of return. So I think there's a lot of situations where you can safely TM return away. However, once you TM it away, you can never get it back. And that's a little scary. So the only Pokemon that I can think of that really, really benefit from return are Sableye and then also a Wobbuffet. You would want a 100% IV return Wobbuffet with with that return move. So that would be maxed out to level 50. Those are the only two that come to mind that truly, truly just without a doubt benefit from it everything else uh like you mentioned glygar has access to return and there might be some niche play for that otherwise there's not a ton that i can think of uh, i know a lot of people had fun making a bunch of return alolan marowax when that was a thing <laughs> that you could do Dragonair with return used to be really popular but now it has body slam so it's not as popular anymore because uh, Body Slam just is an upgrade, uh, being able to spam those moves out. I I think for the most part, you can TM it away. It's just one of those, you know, you'll never be able to get it back. So it's hard, it's hard to do. Return, very simply, like this is, this is an over, oversimplification, but uh, I think uh, it's a, it's a valid simplification in this case. Uh, it's, you basically want return on Pokemon that don't, have any other nuke moves so most of the time when a pokemon has a nuke move uh it it's also it also tends to be a stab move the same type attack bonus move so swampert has your earthquake and dusclops has like poltergeist now it in fact before it got poltergeist return was absolutely the go-to second move on it um you know, Hitmontop has close combat, <laughs> things like that. Um, that we'll generally get more bang for your buck out of that. Return is just kind of like a a neutral option for lack of a better move. So if you don't have any other really viable 
nuke moves, then definitely go with return. That's that's why Sableye runs it because it's got foul play, which is like its its primary move. It's it's the move that it will throw against anything that doesn't resist it. But for those things that do resist it, it's got this really hard hitting move in return. It's it's the thing that allows it to like maybe flip things against really bulky Pokemon like a Lickitung or or you know Noctowl, things like that. And that's why it's viable on that Pokemon, but not not really any others. Yep. Wobbuffet, because it literally doesn't have another move. <laughs> the only charge move it knows is Miracote. Yep. Um, I saw another one, Alolan Raticate can run return pretty comfortably. Yeah. And that's, I think I did run that one in Kanto Cup last time that I was here, because it's got a higher... Uh, I don't, oh, it's, it's very comparable with Hyper Beam. It's, yep, and I, it has a hyper beam, yeah. but it's just a little bit better. Yeah, yeah, there you go. It's a slightly lower energy. I'm also looking at other Pokemon that no return, like uh, Alolan Ninetales can learn return, but it's got Dazzling Gleam, which just does a better job. Quagsire, uh, you've got the Earthquake there, and also the Stone Edge just provides better coverage against uh, like some some Pokemon flyers and, and things like that. Um Steelix as well has Earthquake, has you know, Breaking Swipe, Psychic Fangs, Crunch, like all all of those options kind of get you better results than Return. So I think that answers that question pretty well. You're probably not going to use it, but again, just know that you can't ever get it back if you TM it away. Mm-hmm. The next thing was mentioning about the talking about PvP Pokemon to keep for an event. That is a great idea. I think the reason we stopped or the reason we didn't do it as much was we were never quite consistent on when the episode would come out, like when our episodes would drop. So it felt like a waste to talk about an event upcoming Mm. and then it would be over by the time the podcast came out. The other issue is that Niantic hasn't been giving us information i think is quickly so if i want to preview something for like the next week we don't always have great information about upcoming events like i we have some good information about what's good now for example for the let's play event with growlith but that's as we're recording out to play it ends in four days (laughs) so the podcast will be out right around the time it ends if that makes sense imt spoon Mm. so it's if we had more information about the event after that uh then we could talk more about it but we don't add a bit more lead in as well we can certainly i feel like we still can make a little more effort than we we have been like we can uh i feel i feel like there are uh, there's wiggle room for us to be a bit more proactive in it we've kind of i think we've dropped the ball a little on that so we, we certainly uh, want to deliver on that and we'll see what we can do one thing we can like shout out that we do know about is the azuril hatch day that's coming up um this weekend it again it'll be over <laughs> um it might be over by the time the podcast comes out but if you catch a lot of azuril azuril is azumarill is amazing in pvp uh mm-hmm. it's just one of those pokemon that is generally consistently very very good in metas where it is allowed the rank one Azumarill is the 01515, so it's not something you're going to be able to get from a hatch, but you can use a hatched one. 
you can. It's just not going to be as bulky as that 01515. So that's something you might want to trade for. And so that leads us to this last comment. So DeFi, I want to have a conversation about this sign-off that uh, that I started a while ago and has caused <laughs> endless, very fun <laughs> arguments. I feel like we might be coming across a little differently than intended with when we argue about whether it's a good sign-off or a bad sign-off or whether you know we should we should keep doing it or not i feel i feel like it comes across as a little more antagonistic than maybe we intend it we're, we're just having like well while the opinions are are real and accurate I, um we are just having fun with each other and um i'm starting to get a little uncomfortable now that like it's it's starting to look like you're the bad guy in in all this which is not something that i i want yeah so again i'm just i'm teasing him every time but i still I, it's true i think it's cheesy i don't want to do the sign off but the uh like the groans and stuff like that's all teasing that's all play mm, yeah. um but yeah like the sign off fish was your idea that was something you wanted to do and i said i didn't really want to but it, here we are <laughs> and it's not um I just I don't think it would be ever be genuine from me. I don't think mm. and I prefer to be genuine and real. So yeah. at the end of the podcast, it's very real for me to say like, bye, talk to you next week. Thanks so much for listening. Like that's very real from me where having like a scripted sign off would be very not genuine. And I'd rather mm. be real and authentic personally. Uh, so, yeah, I certainly wouldn't ask you to to do the sign off so well i have asked you to do the sign off in the past uh, um but then that that just plays into the the whole teasing each other uh aspect of the relationship i yeah i certainly don't think it's required for you to ever say it yourself could you ever get to a position where you're okay with me saying it each episode yeah i think i think the compromise here is that the the sign off is a fish thing like it is a fish on a heater branded thing. It can't be a PVP corner thing because it's not ours. It's not something we came up with together. It's not something we decided on together. It's it's a you thing. So I think I think that's the compromise. You say it at the end. I'll say what I want to say at the end. And that means you can use it in Pallet Town. Use it mm. across social media. Use it anywhere you want to use it. I think then it's just it's a fish thing. And then may okay. maybe someday I'll have a me thing. Like I sign <laughs> I sign all my emails best wishes. That's yeah. a very me thing. Like that is a DeFi yeah. thing to do. Uh, I get that from John Green, uh, some, uh, an author that I really like. Okay. Uh, I remember him saying best wishes. Like that's that's how I sign off on a lot of like written responses. So that's very me. It's I don't want to like do something yeah. every week that's not genuine to me and so i would probably prefer to to have that level of i guess distancing from the sign-off uh, i would probably it puts me in a place where i'd probably prefer to just not say anything than to have this thing that's like oh yeah it's just a thing that fish does and like i'm 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 not into it um like it's to say let's just not have it be a pvp corner thing i think my preferred outcome would just be to not 
say it at all like it doesn't have to be a thing like it's fun and i enjoy it and i enjoy that people have gotten behind it and i enjoy the the banter that it has generated between us two but is it really that necessary in the end no so maybe you could say it sometimes maybe you could say it potentially yeah occasionally so we can leave it as an open question i think we can leave it as a you know, it's something that Fish does, and you should you you should use it. I don't know if you're using it in the Pallet Town videos, but you definitely should because it seems like a lot of people really like it. Yeah, I, I wasn't, but uh, yeah, I could potentially. Um, did you know? Do you remember that it used to be something different? Like right at the start, I didn't quite say "May the leads be on your favor." It was something else. Do you remember what it was? I don't. I want to put this out to the listeners. So if you can remember what. The very first thing I said was that was like similar to May the Leads Be in Your Favor, but it was like definitely not as good. <laughs> um, uh, tweet us at GoCast Podcast at FishOnAheeda underscore or tag us in the Discord server, in the GoCast Discord server. Let me know if you remember. We also have that email, pvpcorner at gocastpodcast.com. Yes. We love getting emails. Uh, we say it at the end every week, but please, please, please send us emails. This is this kind of discussion that we're having with IMT Spoon. This is our favorite thing to do on the podcast. And so that leads us to a, a Discord question, DeFi. We did. We had another question in our PvP questions channel in the Discord server. It comes from WPJ Engineer writes, can we talk about on the show the impact of content creators have on the meta when they're either showcasing or stealing teams from other trainers, but also the ethical point of them using teams others have created without giving a shout out or asking first out of respect? In my case, Jonkus showcased the team I made and took credit for it, and now he profits from it. Not only that, but it now leaves me unable to run a fun team that I enjoyed running. I regularly make teams and share them with my friends in case they also want to try. So sharing isn't the issue. It's just feeling like I've been ripped off. Again, I don't own the team and anyone could have done the same. Fish, what are your thoughts about content creators having an effect on the meta and the ethical like asking permission? It's really hard because teams are like there's no intellectual property laws around running teams in go battle league um and and it's it's very difficult to be truly truly original especially something like i I can actually relate to this myself because i had my psychic cup team that was so so good and that was the alolan raichu lead with the galarian slow king and the malamar in the back and like i was doing so much climbing with that and then after a while like after i started talking about it on stream and and like climbing hundreds of points on stream with it i think i went like the first time i tried it on stream this season it was like a 22 out of 25 (laughs) result like i I lost my last two battles of the night until then i was at like uh 20 21 and (laughs) 1 or something like that or 22 and 1 um but that kind of everyone who watched the stream was like, oh yeah, I'm going to try this team. Everyone who was in the Discord server and hearing me talk about the team, they were they were trying it as well, and they were all getting good results too. And then I started to see it in my sets, like I was starting to, to match up against people who were running that same team, including a content creator. Now, unfortunately, because I'm not one of those people that people 
turn to for team advice like there are certain people within the community that are like the authorities you know inadequance everyone wants to know what inadequance is running um pranav everyone wants to know what the pranav team is going to be for a certain meta myself and jay engineer where neither of us are in that position and so no one is ever gonna know exactly like especially if the team gets big enough like the the bigger the team gets the more popular the team gets the more obscure the origin point is going to become and i think that's just the the natural consequence of the way this game is set up it's really unfortunate and i do feel like most people who are in the inadequance type position make an effort to to credit the origin of a team but sometimes it's just not feasible because you know someone will come up with a team somewhere and then someone else on the other side of the world will come up with the exact same team entirely independently uh, and then someone else might run the same team except one Pokemon is Shadow instead of regular and then it just completely muddies the waters and makes it impossible to find a concrete starting point for this is where the team started. Yeah, that's that's kind of how I feel. Like once you... It's kind of like in Play Pokemon. Once somebody runs a team, so for example, everyone's going to want to take a look at um, Jeffe's team. Uh, that's not his team. Like people right. are going to people are going to look at it and maybe they'll attribute it to him, but and that would be cool. But people are going to start using it and using it and using it, and that's fine. Like you can't like own the team, mm. so then that team that maybe it was really fun for Rajafe might be less fun if there's a ton of people running it, but that's just kind of how it works. Uh, that's also how I feel about content creators' impact on the meta because you'll see, maybe you'll see an influx of a certain team, but then you'll start to see counters to that team and then counters to that team. So I, th- I think it's just too fluid to make a huge impact Mm. and of course they're for all the people who pay really close attention and watch all the youtube videos there are just as many people playing who don't pay that close of attention (laughs) and are just running something they like or they watched one video (laughs) and are just playing something that they saw in one video or one tweet Mm. or post they're not tweets anymore it's tragic (laughs) But yeah, so I think, again, most people I think are pretty good about like if you do know, but I think I think he junk has even said like he didn't catch who the team like he didn't see whose team it was. Mm. He just saw it and thought it was cool, which, you know, he's allowed to do. Yeah. Yeah. And even if they did like name a person like there's there's no way of knowing that that person was the first person to think of these three Pokemon <laughs> together in open great league with this lead. Like uh, it could, like they can say, this is where I got the idea from, but they, they can't realistically say this is the person who created the team. Exactly. So that gets super, super muddied. Mm. So that's a fun discussion. If you have any other questions for us like that, Please feel free. We have the Discord. We have the channel in the Discord for PvP questions. And we'll talk about again. Send us a voicemail. Send us um reach out to us on social media. Email. Let us know your questions. We love to talk about them. Carry a pigeon. That might that might take a while. 
We were just complaining about we don't get the episodes out in time <laughs> to, to talk for the events. I think that would exacerbate the problem. <laughs> we're gonna get i'm gonna receive a pigeon next week saying uh hi i've just really i've re- just reached the highest level of rank 10 <laughs> in gbl <laughs> was uh where to from now oh my goodness <laughs> remember those days i do <laughs> all right something else i remember are our shout outs and shameless plugs so fish tell us what's going on what are people accomplishing in pallet town and in the GoCast server well, we got a lot of people posting shinies, <laughs> which uh, there there have been a, a lot of people getting a lot of shinies lately. But uh, we'll just stick to um, what's well, it's really not just the PvP achievements because we also like to shout out we've got Bearman Clayton who hit level fifty. Well done to Bearman Clayton, and Dark Wraith is very close to level fifty and is just looking to complete the excellent throws challenge. So is two they've caught. 200 or they've made 200 excellent throws and they only have 799 to go <laughs> on the go-kart server we have giraffe Chew who hit veteran j engineer hit expert triptando also hit expert lf kamala hit or also known as lachlan in the community uh, completed page three of the timed research and mahalo high just gave an update uh rank 20 with a win rate of 225 out of 465 battles, which ain't too shabby. Not at all. So thank you, everybody, for sharing your achievements and shout-outs with us. We really appreciate it. I've been writing them in the show notes as well, so you can see your name in there too. So be sure that you're sharing those in Pallet Town or in the GoCast Discord server. Uh, Fish, I still am at status quo September. I tend to take try to take some things off my plate because it's a really stressful month at work. Uh, but I've been working out as well. So that's been really exciting trying to add some healthy habits into my routine, but not so much streaming, but I do want to get back to it. I'm looking at reorganizing my stream room. So I'm hoping to see that come to fruition soon. Uh, I feel like I need a wall of stuff fish. All the streamers (laughs) behind them have a big old wall of stuff. stuff. I feel like I need a wall. I have so much cool stuff from Japan and I want to show it off, but I need a wall of stuff. Yeah, fair enough. Just yeah, just get more things. Oh, I need a place to put the things. I need a place. I need a shelf to put the things on, and I need to organize it behind me. So I have yeah. some rearranging to do before I start getting into stream again. What's going on in Pallet Town? So <laughs> the uh, room for room power stream was a false start last week. <laughs> we uh, we got to the time, and he's like, "Ah, oh, no, I've been held back at work. I'm sorry." So um, looking out for him to start this week on the Palatown YouTube and Twitch channels, Vroom Vroom Pow, former Sylph world champ and one of the most famous names out of India. Um, he, yeah, he'll be starting with Palatown soon. And also, yes, I almost forgot, Palatown is now running play Pokemon practice tournaments every weekend we have gone pretty ambitious with it and we're running three every sunday and it's at different times so that people anywhere in the world can participate so we're doing one 9 a.m sunday morning perth time one 9 a.m sunday morning like utc which is like british time uk time and one at 9 a.m pacific time pacific american time on sunday so 
we've been working on making sure we've got the staff to run them all and we we think we're in a good place to do it so if you are looking to get in some practice for your play pokemon tournament you want to work on a team you want to make sure you understand your team as best you possibly can come to the pallet town pvp discord server you'll find a link in the more fish section in the show notes and follow the prompts you'll get the role required and you can practice ahead of your regional championship all right and with that i think that's a show if you have any questions or suggestions for me or for mr fish on a heater you can direct that feedback to pvp corner at gocastpodcast.com you can also send us a voicemail or physical mail we still have that gocast p.o box please check that out in the description you can send us physical mail also you know voicemails are great we love showing those on the show in the show description you can also click on more fish or more DeFi. You can see all the stuff from Pallet Town that Fish was just talking about. You can check out my Discord server, which is a good way to keep in touch with me. I've been posting a lot about Formula One because it's back. And it was, it's was it been some exciting, some interesting races lately. So if you want to talk to me about Pokemon or other things, that's a good place to find me. And those are all the ways to contact us. And with that, we'll, we'll chat with you next week, but not me. It'll just be fish and a surprise guest that we're very excited for. So I will see you and talk to you in two weeks. Bye. Oh, I want to say it. <laughs> I'm in the Let's habit now. Say it. May the least be in your favor. <laughs> <laughs>